much more we are blessed much more in the name of jesus i want to quickly talk to you about freed from the chains of things sin this is something the lord taught taught me about um this should be 13 years now freed from the chains of things 
sin. If your heart is still locked by the things, I know some of you are wondering um, why I did not continue with the, the teaching on choosing your life partner. I'm going to come back to it, but I don't think most of you guys are ready for it. You are not yet ready. <laughs> you are not ready for that. I don't think so. When I feel most of you are ready, I will come. Freed from the chains of things, sin. To the degree the things of this world can actually control you can actually cause you to do things to that same degree you can also be disturbed by the things of this world you see you ought to get to a point when nothing can disturb you for example why do you get angry the way you do? You get angry over things. Why do you get angry? What makes you feel so much rage? It's because your heart has been invested so much in a certain thing you get it you've invested your heart so much into something and if it can make you feel angry it means it possesses the power to actually decide a lot of things in your life A lot of things are driving men but you see as Christians we are not called to live our lives in that way you know there are a lot of people who say things like um, fight hard to make it you see the Bible never teaches on you having so much passion to generate wealth even if you may not like what I'm saying, but it is true. See, the Bible is clear when it talks about the things of this world. Okay, let me start from somewhere. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are awake? Sometimes I speak to people who are sleeping. Thank you, Jesus. 
first timothy chapter 6 are you there gilbert first timothy chapter 6 verse let's start from Let's start from verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 6. We're going to start from verse 5. It's a very, very good thing that your heart is instructed daily by the Lord. It says, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth supposing that gain is godliness it says from such withdraw thyself godliness and gain when he's talking about gain he's talking about you see the drive and the passionate desire for wealth and wealth that people acquire. It is supposing that gain is godliness. Quickly go to the next verse. Verse 6. It says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Wow. I love this. It says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. What is godliness? Godliness is from the Greek word Eusebia. It means respect. It means irreverence that you have. It's a fear that you have for God. A pity towards God. That is godliness. See, you have this reverence, this fear, this respect for God, for the things of God. That is godliness. Now, he's saying that Godliness with contentment is great gain. What is contentment? When you say contentment, what does it mean? Now, to be contented, um, it means self-satisfaction. It means you are sufficient. You are okay with what you have in life. See, this is a perfect condition of life in which no aid or support is needed. You've come to a place where nothing disturbs you. You see, Jesus 
We must not live, listen to me, we must not live our life like the people of this world. There's a clear difference with a man in Christ and a man in this world. You see, what is happening today is that a lot of Christians are mixing everything together. No. I heard a man of God talking the other day and then he was saying something like this. He said, I this is what he said that we as Christians we must have a great passion a great passion a great tenacity to get wealth that is why a lot of Christians are not rich. <laughs> and then he said, the nicer you are, the less rich you become. And he went on to say, that is why drug dealers, drug dealers are richer. You see, this is a very, very great man of God. And I respect so much. You see, when I heard him saying something like this, I knew something was wrong. A lot of men are led astray. They are led astray. Because they cannot define their present life as Christians with the life of the people in this world. So we are mixing everything together. So if God should look down from heaven and say, we are the Christians here, there's no difference. There's no distinction. You see, now those people who follow Jesus, they followed Jesus. They were driven by a passion to follow Jesus. And you see, following Jesus then was the greatest sacrifice because they gave up everything to follow him. So if you should tell those people that they are not rich, they are not having a great passion to get wealth, that's why they are poor, it is because you don't know what you are saying. You see, we as Christians, we have found a reason to live. We have found something to live for. That we are not worried, we are not disturbed. You can't sleep because you've not gotten a visa. You are worried. There are a lot of things that we need. 
but these things should not disturb our lives as Christians. If we allow these things to begin to control us, to determine how we are going to behave, it means we are being driven not by a spirit, by, but by a worldliness, um, a spirit of worldliness, not by the spirit of God. That is why a lot of people would go and steal because they are not satisfied. Now, continue. I want to move forward. Verse 7. Wow. It says, Godliness with contentment. Wow. So now, the, your major goal, your major goal is to balance it, to be godly and contented with your present position, your present situation. Even if, listen to me, even if you desire much more, the much more that you don't have should not begin to worry you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not a bad thing if you desire much more than what you have. But if you cannot sleep, because of what you don't have, you are not contented. Listen to me. Godliness and contentment, they move together. Oh, can you display the verse that Ruth just read? Where is that verse that Ruth just read? I think she read from Philippians 4. Can you display that for me? Read from Philippians chapter 4. Yeah. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Do you see our way? This is the way of Christians. We rejoice in the Lord always. This is our current disposition. This, and again I say, rejoice. He says, let your moderation be known to, unto all men. The Lord is at hand. He says, be careful for nothing. Do not allow anything to begin to worry you. Be careful for nothing. It is, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Do you see that? It is, let your requests be made known unto God. It says, and it's talked about something. It says, and the peace of God. The peace of God, it shall stabilize your heart. It shall keep you at rest. You see, a Christian must come to a point where the heart is at rest. This is a Christian. There's a peace always within you. You may need 20,000 Ghana cedars, but there's a peace within you you see that one day the Lord told me you see he said the Holy Spirit cannot bear with anxiety you are so anxious the Holy Spirit cannot bear with it there's a peace that maintains our heart that stabilizes our heart 
that even if we are not the richest people in this world yet that peace that we have the world can never have it that is the difference between you and the world godliness with contentment is great gain is great gain if you are not taught this and everything we are telling you is to make it we are going to put you on a certain pedestal that is going to lead you to a bad end amen you see this is what the spirit is saying to you right now look at verse 7 first Timothy chapter 6 verse 7 it says for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out Yes, it is certain that we can carry nothing out. Amen. Huh. Uh, does anxiety have a positive effect? The word anxiety is um, relatively a permanent state of worry. You get it? A state of worry. And you see, as a child of God, you cannot stay in that state of worry because of the verse I just read right now. There is a peace of God that maintains our hearts, that keeps us from worry. Anxiety, it does not produce any fruit for you as a Christian. Maybe it can drive the people of the world into achieving something worldly. But when we come into Christianity, it does not produce any fruit for the Christian. In fact, it is a state that we are not supposed to stay in or to find ourselves in. And most of the time, the, the anxiety is caused because of a lack of something. Something that we are not having. Or something we cannot get that is what causing this that is what causes that anxiety is that clear so if you want a very positive effect then you have to have a balanced mind that brings much more positive effect So the Bible says to be anxious for nothing. We should not be anxious. You see, that is our way as Christians. We should not be anxious for anything. Have I answered your question, please? Um, so I'll continue. It says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain 
we can carry nothing out. It is certain we can carry nothing out. You see, sometimes you need to put this verse in front of you and you need to look at it. <laughs> you know, this teaching, some people would not like to hear it. You see, some people would not like to hear this teaching <laughs> because they have been taught wrong. See, the Christian doctrine must be balanced. be balanced that is what will cause you to grow you brought into this world and it is certain you are taking nothing out so if you die for what you are not going to take out of this world how is it going to profit you so listen to me the things that you don't have, the things, those things that you don't have, they don't worth your worry. They, they should not bring you to that state of anxiety. Oh, 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 hey, 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 you are a child of God. You see, the way Jesus lived, he showed us that there was nothing greater than the life that God gave him. He did, the Bible says, he said, the Son of Man had no place to lay his head. You see, those days, the kind of house that they stayed, they could not even boast of it. The mad houses your parents lived in, where are they today? But in those days, you see, in those times, they were the best. The land that people killed themselves to acquire, <laughs> when they died, they carried the land on their back and they went with it. No. It is not possible because you see the things that you acquire they are only for this life they are only for this life and Jesus Christ said a man's life is not in the things that he has acquired <laughs> listen to me I'm not preaching to you so that, you say, uh, Pastor Philip said, you should not be anxious. So I will not work. Nobody is saying, don't work. Nobody is saying, don't get money. What I'm saying is clear. Don't allow these things to control your life. You will get to a point where even if you have it you don't have it it doesn't determine your joy it doesn't determine your peace you would even sleep well yet you need something so much yet you sleep well you see a lot of christians they pray in anxiety that is why even god doesn't even 
bring anything to pass in their life because they just want something to happen right now so they are going to pressure God I need to travel out. I need to travel out. I need to. I need to. I need to. I need to get this job. If I don't get it, that is not the kind of life you have been called to live. First Timothy chapter 6, we are now in verse 8, right? Can you move to verse 8? Verse 8. Oh, wow, wow, wow. It says, and having food and raiment, and having food and clothes, let us be dear with content. You have food, you have clothes. The Bible says, be content with that which you have. Let it satisfy you. Let it satisfy. Let it satisfy. Let it satisfy. Be thankful for that food and that clothes. Go to verse 9. says but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition oh this day that will be rich now listen let me help you i know there's a way some people like to interpret scriptures. He says, They that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. First of all, he's not saying that you should not be rich. He says, Those people that will have a desire. A drive. I must make it. I want to be rich. These kind of people who are going, he says, you see, they are likely, they are likely to fall into temptation. And some of them, they move away from the things of God. Because, you see, their heart is not for the things that they want to acquire. He's not saying you should not be rich. Okay, okay, okay. You see, in the process of them acquiring these things, they are led astray. They are led astray. Do you get it? So, one of the tests, one of the litmus tests that you can check for your own life to see if you are not being led astray 
is that you see your heart is still with the things of God meaning you still have time for the things of God meaning your your work your passion is not taking you away from the things of God and it means sorry and it means that you as a person you are committed to the things of God your heart is there you give your resources you use your resources to support the things of God you see this is a litmus test that your heart has not been led astray so Jesus Christ said you cannot serve God and mammon is not possible your heart would be at only one place at one time it's either you are serving mammon or you are serving God can I see verse 10 verse 10 verse 10 verse 10 it says for the love of money is the root of all evil which were some coveted for which were some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, when we say things like this, some people say, or since they preaching. <laughs> you know, I'm not surprised. The Lord Jesus told me, and he said, a time is coming. He says, the world would not be as would not be able to accept my word anymore. The world, you know, that particular day, my heart was so sorrowful because of the things the Lord was saying to me. I can't actually tell you what happened, but it was so sad. You know, there are times when the Lord, there are burdens, there will be burdens in the heart of the Lord. And He will come to you. He will just come to you and begin to talk to you. And you yourself, you will not be able to hold it. He said, the world can no longer take my word. See, for the, when you say something like this, say, hmm, as if he doesn't need money. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Which why some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows they have been led astray because they decide they decided to go after things that they will not take away from this world they are still bound they are not free although they think they are free but they are not free they have not gotten to a point that if you lose Okay, let's say you lose your car right now. <laughs> How would you, uh, um, what would be your 
disposition how would you react to those things if you should lose your car right now you're having a car okay let's say you're having iphone 14 pro max and then you lose you just lost it how would you feel what are you going to do how would you react to that <laughs> for some people it would be like as if they have come to the end of the world <laughs> you see nobody feels happy to lose anything but when you get to the point that <laughs> losing it it's like as if you are dying hey it shows how you have given yourself to things things <laughs> You lost $30, $50. Ah, the whole community have heard. <laughs> you lost 1,000 Ghana cities. Let me even say 5,000 Ghana cities. The way you are going to react. You lost your job. How would you react? Would you still be able to control yourself? Would you still feel as like as if you have all things? What I'm saying to you tonight. Is something that shows spiritual maturity. To the degree that you can no longer be controlled by the things of this world anymore. To that same degree, you are matured. You are matured. You are matured. If the Lord says, okay, that um, um, nice shoe you are putting on, give it to your friend. Ah, you say, oh God, this shoe, this shoe, this shoe. This shoe, <laughs> that nice dress. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe you're ironing your nice dress and then you just get, you just got bent. Uh, yeah. Crying party, you will cry. Kule Harama Amanda. The Bible is saying, that nice dress that you love so much, you are not going to take it. It's of little importance. It, it doesn't count in eternity. You see? But there are things that your life depends on. It says, godliness with contentment is great gain. You are not so rich right now, but you are happy you are joyful. You are serving the Lord. Nothing is disturbing you. Oh. Mm-hmm. We are not under any pressure. I need to make it. I need to make it. I need to make it. I need to. If I don't make it. If I don't make it. Nothing. Nothing. You see. 
the reason why you can come to this point is because you have come to a place of trust you've gotten to a place of trust you see a place where your heart can never be moved anymore finally verse 11 11 verse 11 it says but thou O man of God flee these things and follow after righteousness godliness faith love patience and meekness he says flee these things flee flee thou Man of God, flee, follow after. Now, the word follow after is a very, very strong word. That word is dioko. It means to run fast to catch somebody. Do you see that? You are running very fast to catch somebody. That means you are chasing after something. Now, some people are not following. They are not trying to catch up with righteousness, godliness. But they are following hard after. They are trying to catch Things that they are not going to take out of this world. No, it's bringing in the balance for a Christian. It says for you, this is what you should try hard to catch. Follow after. Go after it. Try hard. Meaning that you must try hard to walk in godliness than you are trying hard to make wealth. You must try hard to walk in love than you are trying hard to build a mansion. You must try hard, follow hard, to work in patience than you are trying to acquire a swimming pool. Do you see that? You must follow hard to get meekness than trying to get a car. Do you understand that? Thank you, Jesus. You see, when your life is like this, you are regulating your life. You are regulating your life. You are regulating your life. And this is the best way to live. 
most people who are going to die listen carefully most people who are going to die with so much love for the things of this world when they get to heaven they'll be ranked as babies they'll be ranked as babies because they were never freed from the chains of things sin they were controlled by the chains of things sin they were still under the influence of the prince of this world remember when the prince of this world took jesus said i will give you everything in this world he said no learned to always remind myself of eternity and if you have been following after me if you have been following me for some time you will notice once a while i bring in a topic like this it is to help you to see reality <laughs> we pray for you to get good jobs pray for you to live well but still we still need to know the truth that there is a life you have been called to live as a man or a woman of God you must be free from the chains of things sin Can I, can you please, um, because of time, I will not be able to take all the verse. Let's go to verse, verse 17. Let's go to verse 17. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. I'm rounding up now. Verse 17. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. It says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high minded no trust in uncertain riches but in the living god who giveth us richly all things to enjoy huh. you see one thing that apostle paul one picture he's trying to paint is that your trust must not shift from god you see, the reason why you are not worried, 
whether you have or you don't have is because your trust is in God. You see, but you see, when people acquire wealth, their trust shifts to their wealth. This we should not trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Amen. So listen to me. He is not against you enjoying in this world. He is not against you living well in this world. But your trust must be on him who has given you all things. Verse 18. Let's move faster. Verse 18. He says that they do good. Oh, oh God. I just love Paul. I love the word of God. He says that they do good. That they be rich in what? Good works. That they do good. That they be rich in good works. That is what matters. Everything that the Lord has given you. Just you will be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. <laughs> there are a lot of things we need to learn. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Verse 19. It says, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. There is a time that is coming in which $10, $5, 1,000 Ghana cities, 2,000 Ghana cities, will be of no value. This, but they may learn to lay hold on eternal life. Let's move forward. Verse 20. And then a sharp one to Timothy. This called Timothy. Keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings and opposition of signs falsely so called. That's just to that's just to um round it up. A charge. It's a charge to you tonight. Amen. You live free. live above the influence you are not dominated you are not controlled amen 
I hope you have learned today. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. Pray for you that your eyes may continually see the truth in God's word. That you will not be led astray. That the love of things would not control your life. That your life will not be directed by the influence of mammon. That your eyes would be single. I pray for you that you stand firm wherever you are in the things of God. That your love for God would not die. That you stand strong unmoved, unshaking, that you keep your eyes focused, that you won't leave chained to the things of this world. I pray for you that your heart stands pure and perfect till his coming. Pray for you that your judgment and your discernment will be high and sharp. That you will be an example to the word of God, will be a witness to his word that continually. You keep seeing. And most importantly, I pray for you that nothing would cause your heart to be troubled, to be worried. That you live and you stay in charge. You are not influenced in the name of Jesus negatively that you are not conformed to this world. I pray for you that you are transformed daily as you keep hearing the truth that your heart would be protected. Gold, silver would not lead you astray. That your trust would be in the Holy God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Stand firm. Stand strong. Fulfill that which you have been called to walk in. Your end is great. And your destiny fulfilled. And at the end of it all, we will stand to give him praise. We will stand to give him glory. And our testimony would be that we remained faithful. Our hearts did not change. That which was given to us 
we managed it and we used it rightly for his glory. Amen. 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 The grace of the Lord be with you all. Sweet fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with you all. May his peace encompass your hearts. Pray that you are kept safe even in this world. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.